Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Behold podcast. I just wanted to give you a quick little note that this episode was originally only made as a YouTube video, and it can be found in its entirety here, as well as its entirety with the video on our YouTube channel, which can be found in the show notes. Thank you so much for being a part of our Behold community, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, ladies. Welcome back for episode three. I'm so glad that you're here. Today, we are finally getting into the tools that I've been trying, I've been telling you about that we've been getting ready for. But before we get into that, let us start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill our hearts. Be with us today as we jump into these tools and open our hearts. Guide us. Help us to learn the things that you want us to learn. Help us to follow your will and learn how to discern it better. And please help all that we do to give glory to you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. First, before we get into the tool, I did want to thank you so much for being so patient as we get started. I know that my technology and my use of all of this, the camera and the microphone and everything is not quite perfect yet. And I really appreciate you being patient. It will get better. I'm learning. But rather than pausing or delaying the start, I just wanted to put it out there. So rather than this being perfect, I just wanted to get it into your hands and out into the world so that you could start using these tools as soon as possible. And I really appreciate your patience in the meantime as as I am learning all these things. I wanted to start today with a verse. And this is a verse from Romans chapter 12, verse two. Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So in that verse, we hear that from a renewal of our mind, it's what's going to help keep us from being conformed to this world and to the things that we don't want to be a part of. And in another verse, in 2 Corinthians 10.5, we're told to take every thought captive to obey Christ. And that's exactly what this tool is. We are going to start to take every thought captive and we are going to renew our minds. So it's in the Bible. The Bible is telling us that we need to be paying attention to our brains. Like we talked about in our last episode, we need to be paying attention to our thoughts and we need to be changing our thoughts to thoughts that serve us and to help us to live our calling well. Okay. And so I'm going to be teaching you how to do that. Now, in the Facebook group, if you're in the Facebook group, there are two forms downloaded into that group, into Unit 1. Or if you are on the email list, you will be getting an email on the day, you got an email on the day that this was launched. Or if you're new to this and it's not when it's launched, you would get an email that will have these worksheets in it. And... So I'm going to be referring to those as we go. I'm also going to be trying my technology to pull some things up on the screen with us as we learn these tools so that we can, I can kind of help better explain, especially if some of you are more visual learners rather than auditory learners. I think this is going to be a little bit more helpful for you. So in our last episode, we talked about the brain and we talked about the way that we, that our, we have these thoughts going through our head all the time. And sometimes those thoughts can be very negative. Okay. And we're kind of talking about how when we think things like, I'm a bad mom, we start to just not feel great. And so one of the first things that I want you to do 
is I want you to just kind of stop for a moment. And I want to think about, I want you to think about the three most predominant feelings that you tend to have. Okay. So on a normal day, what are the three things that you are feeling the most? Now, back before I started using this tool, I would probably have said that some of my feelings included anxiety, felt a lot of anxiety, just, you know, rushing from thing to thing, worried about what was going to happen next, worried about getting things done. So kind of that anxiety, worry feeling, just that heavy. Also, I would say overwhelmed, feeling overwhelmed a lot. I feel like a lot of kids, everybody's crying, just that everybody needs something, just that overwhelmed. And I would also say I felt a lot of confusion because a lot of times in those situations, I would tell myself, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do next. I don't know where to go. And so then there was also this kind of predominant confusion going on. And so those were a lot of the feelings. I I would also, I guess I might throw in there some guilt. I'd feel a lot of guilt because then the kids would finally go to bed at night and I would just sit down and just be like, finally. And then I'd feel so guilty because I wasn't enjoying them. I wasn't enjoying our family. I wasn't enjoying our home and I wasn't enjoying myself until they went to bed. And then I'd feel so guilty that I wasn't enjoying myself after they went to bed anyway. So those are some of the predominant feelings that I felt. Now, as you could tell from when I was talking about the brain, I want to challenge you that these feelings are not just coming upon you. I used to always think that my feelings just happen. Our feelings just happen. They just come at us. But there are different, and I'm going to go a lot more into feelings in a future episode, but our feelings don't just happen to us. Now, there are sensations that happen to us, like tired. I didn't get any sleep last night, so I'm tired. That's a sensation. But a lot of times we say the word feeling, okay? Or maybe we have the sensation of hunger, but it's not an emotion feeling. The feelings that I'm talking about right now are emotions, you know, happiness, sadness, overwhelmed, different, different actual emotions, okay? And so I want to challenge you that your emotions are within your control, And the reason that they're within your control is because your thoughts create those emotions. What you're thinking about is leading to your feelings. Okay? What you're thinking about is leading to your feelings. And so let me give you an example. If I... I should have thought of an example ahead of time. (laughs) If I... Okay, we're going to throw out exercise. If I think I don't like to exercise, then it's going to be really hard for me to have a good feeling about exercise. I'm going to feel pretty crummy about exercising. If I think, oh, yes, I get to go for a run today. I love running. Then I'm going to feel really good. I'm going to feel energized and ready to go. Okay, so you can kind of see there how when we have these thoughts that are that are kind of negative and and maybe pulling down ourselves, that they're going to lead to these negative feelings. And when we have more positive thoughts, they're going to lead to more positive feelings. Now, I'm not going to tell you that you want to feel positive all the time. I'm going to actually challenge you on that because life is really a balance. And 
probably about 50-50. You're going to want to feel good and you're going to want to feel bad. For example, if someone passes away, you're not going to want to feel good. But you're going to want to manage your feelings in the appropriate way. And so that's what this is about. It's not about feeling good all the time. It's about learning how to choose how you feel and accepting that and doing it well. Okay. And like I said, we're going to have a whole episode on feelings. This episode is just kind of to get the tool into your hands so you can get going with it and learn how to learn how to do it. So as I said, I have these worksheets for you. And so the first worksheet is going to be the feelings worksheet, just so you can kind of start thinking about how you want to feel. Now, this is just the first step for you. What are your predominant feelings now? What are the thoughts that are leading to those feelings? So for example, I mentioned I had a lot of anxiety and overwhelm. So my thoughts were, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. It'll never be enough no matter what I do. Those thoughts were on that autopilot in my brain. Those thoughts were the soundtrack of my life that continued to keep going. And so since I was thinking those thoughts, I was feeling those feelings. And those thoughts were coming so fast that it took me a while to, to figure it out where they were coming from and why. But once I was able to figure out what those thoughts were, then I was able to say, now what do I want to feel? What are the predominant feelings that I want to be having on a daily basis? And for me, I wanted to be feeling gratitude because I am very blessed. And so I wanted to be feeling grateful, grateful that I have my husband and my kids and my family and our home. And so I wanted that grateful feeling and I wanted joy. I wanted to take joy in them and be and feel present, okay? And I also wanted a feeling of peace. I didn't want that anxiety, that rush. I did not want that feeling to be one of my predominant feelings. I wanted peace in, in what I did. So I needed to change some of those thoughts that when life is getting chaotic or, you know, just the daily ticker tape that's running in your head, I needed to change those thoughts so that they would better serve my predominant feeling, okay? So... For example, when all of the kids are crying, I could, instead of thinking, oh, I, I can't figure this out. I don't know what this, what to do. This is so hard. It's never going to get better. Instead, I can think, of course, everybody's crying. I have a house full of little girls. Of course, <laughs> of course, they're all crying. And I'm so blessed that I get to be their mom and get to help them through this. By changing my thoughts, then I'm a, I can, I can feel differently. Okay, then I feel differently when I change the thoughts. So that's the first worksheet and that's where I want you to start. We're gonna go through a lot today. And so you might wanna take this in, in a couple bites if you don't have a whole lot of time or you might just wanna sit down at once and just do it all. But that's that first worksheet, just going through what am I feeling now? What would I prefer to feel? And what are the thoughts that have gotten me to this place? And what are the thoughts that I want to get me to the next place? Okay. With that, I'm going to take you into the tool, into the actual tool you're gonna use. And I'm gonna come here on my computer and pull some stuff up for you if I can get my technology working. There we go. All right, so as you can see here, as I said, your thoughts are what are controlling your feelings. And I wanna challenge you even further that your feelings are what are controlling your actions. So based on how you feel is how you will act. And then your actions will lead to your results, okay? 
So your thoughts control your feelings, your feelings control your actions, your actions lead to your results. And then I have this in a circle because your results will prove to you that your thoughts are true. Remember I told you that your brain really loves to prove itself. It wants to prove itself. So by getting those results, you will be proving to your brain that your thought was true. Okay? All right. So as you can see here, and you'll be able to see this on your worksheet as well, we start with the circumstance. It says circumstance up top on, on my little form. And the reason it says circumstance is because you're in a certain situation when you want to change your thoughts. And I'm going to keep challenging you even further that your circumstance is neutral. Your circumstance is a fact, and it is something that can be proven in a court of law. Um, but your circumstance is not the reason that you're, you're having the feelings you're having. The reason you're having the feelings you're having is because of your thought about that circumstance. And you might want to think that thought about your circumstance and you might want to feel that way about your circumstance. And that's okay, but you just need to own that. It's not my circumstance that's got, that has me in this place. It's my thought about that circumstance. And I choose to think that and I choose to feel this regarding that circumstance. I'm going to flip our screen here again. All right. So this is kind of more, this is closer to how the worksheet is laid out. And this is kind of how I do my thought work. I start with a circumstance at the top and on our, oh, put it on the side. On our worksheet, that's how it is too, the circumstance at the top. And then I look at my current thought, how that's making me feel the action that I'm taking, and the result that I'm getting. Okay, so this is usually unmonitored. This is usually when I'm not paying attention to my thinking, not listening to my brain, just letting my brain run on its own. So it's really an undeliberate, you know, I'm not being deliberate, I'm not being intentional, and that's what this model, the model that I usually start in. Okay, then I take it and I flip it all around. I still have the same circumstance. I can't change the circumstance. The circumstance is something that it just is. It's just there. And then I look at the thought that I'm thinking about it, the feeling, the action, and the result that I want to have. Now, sometimes I can grab my thought right away and know what I want my thought to be. But especially when I was starting, a lot of times I'd have to work backwards and I would have to look at what I want my result to be. And so if I want a certain result, then I could write that in the result line and say, what should my action be? What can I do to get me to that result? And then I write that down. And then how would I need to feel to actually take that action? And then from there, I would go to what thought do I need to think to give me that feeling, okay? And so, especially as you're starting out, you might wanna go backwards. Now, this is something that I do almost daily I will just write, I have a journal and I'll write the little, the initials for these things and I'll write my circumstance, what my current thought, feeling, action results are. I like to do it in the morning. I like to reflect on the day before, difficult situations, times when I didn't manage my mind well and write them out. And now in the beginning, I needed to do this all of the time. I still do this daily because there are things that happen every day and I needed to do it just constantly in the beginning. But as you get used to doing this, it'll come more naturally. Now, I don't get it right every time. There are moments that I still get really frustrated with the kids and I still say things that I wish that I hadn't. 
And there are moments where I don't follow the plans that I have, I've set for myself. And then the next day in the morning, I just go through and redo that. Now, I know a lot of people prefer to do this at night. They go through their day at the end of the day and write down, okay, so tomorrow when my child, my teenager is really disrespectful, I'm going to approach it this way rather than the way I approached it today. Okay. So that's why we use these tools and that's why we write it down because you are changing the way your brain is working. You are changing the way that you are thinking and it, your brain is in autopilot and it's going to always go back to that autopilot unless you are constantly reminding it, we need to go down this path instead. And so that's why we write it down. It just gives you that extra visual, that extra, that extra thought. And I really encourage you as you're getting started to do this, to write it down and keep going with that. Okay, so this probably sounds kind of crazy right now because I know that when I started, when I first heard this, I kind of laughed and I was like, what is she talking about? My thoughts just come at me. My feelings just come at me. How can this change? But I figured I had nothing to lose. And so I tried it and I really hope you will too because it is incredible. So I'm going to go through a couple examples with you because I think seeing some examples will kind of help. These are really basic. I've, I've cut these down to really basic manner so that we can just kind of get into this tool together. As the episodes go on, I'm going to be breaking this out into so much more detail, but some of you are just going to want to take this and run. And so I wanted to give you the opportunity to do that, to take these forms, to get started, just to hit the ground running. Where others of you are going to want to learn all these details that go into it and learn it step by step in the progress process and we are going to do that like I said this is just to get you going and get the people who want to run with it running with it and the people who need a little more time to flush it all out that's okay too okay so let me pull up my first little example all right so our circumstance let's say that you have a child who is a tween like 11 12 year old and they say something really sassy, really disrespectful, and they roll their eyes really big at you. Now, first of all, in our circumstance line, our circumstance always has to be neutral. It always has to be something that we could prove in a court of law. So I said that it was sassy and disrespectful, but that's more of an opinion. And we might all agree on that opinion, but it's still an opinion. So we can't put that in the circumstance. So instead we can put in there that our kid says words. Our kid said some words and rolled their eyes. Now for me, I just jot down little notes and that's why I just wrote this in little notes and not in complete sentences. So you could just kind of get a feel of how quick and easy this can be if you want to do it this way. So our circumstance, our, our 11 or 12 year old said some words and rolled their eyes. Now, for me, when that happens and I feel, you know, and, and like I said, sassy and disrespectful, my thought usually is she shouldn't do that. She shouldn't do that. And we're going to talk more about relationships, but when you have the word should in there, it's usually not a good idea. You, you know that things are not going to go well. But anyway, so that's usually my thought. She shouldn't do that. And that she shouldn't do that usually leads to I'm a bad mom. Do you see where that comes from? I'm a bad mom because if I was a better mom, she wouldn't be so disrespectful. Okay. If I was a good mom, she wouldn't be 
talking back to me or rolling her eyes to me because she would respect me and she would have learned that that's not appropriate. Okay. And so from those thoughts, from that place of she shouldn't do that, I'm a bad mom, I'm going to feel pain and my feelings are going to have pain, frustration, anger, and probably some hopelessness because I'm trying to be a good mom and it's obviously not working because this is just not getting any better. You know, those are the kind of feelings that we feel when we have those thoughts. And so when we're feeling those big feelings, we tend to have big action and those big negative feelings lead to big negative action. So maybe I yell, I put out a consequence for her, but it, the consequence comes from a place of anger. So maybe it's disproportionate to the crime or maybe it's just not coming from a place of love. And when we, when we have consequences that aren't coming from love, not coming from a place of trying to teach them, just coming from anger, they just don't stick as well. They don't work, work the way that we're intending them to work because especially once our kids are getting to that age, you know, 10, 11, 12, they see it. They know that we're just angry. And so then they're like, ah, mom was angry. That's why I had the consequence. And they're not learning from it the same way as when we put consequences from love. And so we yell, we're angry, and then as the argument's wrapping up and we've been fighting with each other over it, then perhaps we go buffer. Maybe you buffer with food, maybe you buffer with Facebook, maybe you buffer with Netflix. But usually when we buffer, when we try to get away from these, buffering is getting away from the painful feelings, trying to find something to get away from them. They're usually things that we have made disordered in our lives because we're trying to get away from the pain, but they usually also disconnect us from the people around us. So rather than continuing to discuss things or rather than trying to make things better with our kid, we're going and scrolling on Facebook because we just can't deal with it anymore. Or that's the thought we're going in our head. And so then our result of all of this is that we're disconnected from our kids. We're not, we want to be connected to them, but we're not because of situations like this. Now, if you had an encounter like this and you decided, okay, I want to write this down on my form, usually you would start, usually I would start with the result that happened. Like I would say, okay, we're disconnected. What actions led to that disconnection? Okay, what feelings led me to have those actions? And what thoughts led to those feelings? Okay, and so a lot of times when you're first starting out, you're not going to jump to the thought right away. Even when you've already experienced it, you've already been through it, you're not going to jump into that thought right away. You're going to have to work your work backwards because you're not used to observing your thoughts. You're not used to observing your mind. And so that's what we're going to be working on. We're just really going to be focused on observing your thoughts. So now let me give you an, the same example, but... We're going to be more deliberate. So we've written out in there what actually happened. And now we're going to think, okay, this is what I want to happen the next time that my kid says some words and rolls their eyes. So I would start with the result as you're just learning this. And so in the result, I want to have connection. I want to have connection with my kids, even when things go, even when things are not going the way that I think that they should go, I still want to have connection. And so to do that, I know that an action that I need is I need to teach them. I need to teach them what is right and what is wrong, what's respectful and disrespectful, and my expectations for our house. 
I need any consequences that I have to come from from calm. I need to be calm and peaceful and they need to really come from love. My consequences need to always come from love and I need to recognize that the child in front of me might be very angry. There might be something else going on and later on when they're calm, I probably need to sit down and have a little one-on-one talk. Hey, earlier, what happened? What's going on? Is there something that I can help with? Do you just want me to listen? Because things like that are the way we're going to stay connected. Now, to be able to do those actions, to be able to parent from that place of love, I cannot be feeling angry and frustrated like I was on that first slide. No, I need to be feeling calm and I need to be feeling confident. Confident is one of those feelings that I really like to feel too. That's one of the feelings in my top feelings is I try to think thoughts that help me to feel confident because I just think that we get so much further in towards our goals when we're feeling confident. And six months ago, I had very little confidence. But by thinking these thoughts, I've been able to cultivate that feeling in my life so much more often, which leads to these actions and results. And so if I want to feel confident and calm, I would like to think the thoughts, I can handle this situation. I know what to do. And if I don't know what to do, I can figure it out. Now, you might be thinking, okay, that's, that's fine, but what if I don't believe that? And that's really important because if you don't believe that, this isn't going to work, okay? And so, come back here. You have to believe the thoughts you're thinking. So sometimes we have to use thoughts that are called ladder thoughts. And I'm going to do a whole episode on ladder thoughts. But we need to have thoughts that will just help us get to the thought we want eventually. So for example, in the first, in the example I was just giving with your kids saying some words and rolling their eyes, I was thinking the thought, I'm a bad mom. And you can see here that I didn't just jump to, I'm a great mom. I'm the best mom. I'm such a good mom. Because a lot of times when we've had that, I'm a bad mom going for so long, we can't jump over here to, I'm a great mom. And so instead, we get kind of that in the middle thought, that latter thought that's working us up to it of, I'm working on being a good mom. I'm learning how to be the parent I want to be. I know I can do this if I keep trying. Okay? So those are the things. I'm going to pull that back up here. Those are the kind of thoughts that we're going to start working on and building up to till we get to that place, that thought, until we believe it. Because if I'm thinking I can handle this situation, I'm working on being a good mom, and then I end up feeling really a lot more calm and confident, I end up teaching her this is not the way we speak to our parents. There is a consequence, but my consequence is coming from love. We talk later. We're, I have the result of being connected with her. That result of being connected with her is going to prove to my brain that my thought was true. That my thought that I can handle this and I'm working on being a good mom, it will prove to me that's true. And I will be one step closer to believing that I am a great mom. Okay? All right. I'm going to pull up another example for us just to give us another circumstance. Now, there's another circumstance. It is time to exercise. You have set it up on your calendar. You have told yourself you're going to exercise this morning. And now it is the time and you are supposed to begin. And now I know some of you are great exercising. Just like I know some of you, I know all of you are great moms. And I know that some of you are good at this exercising. 
but a lot of us aren't and a lot of us have thoughts about this that we're going to address here and um, I am going to be doing a weight loss program at some point and in the next month or two but just to give you an example of how we go through this so your thought is I hate exercising I'm not good at it I always fail and maybe you don't realize that that's your thought right away maybe you're just feeling really defeated before you even start so you can look back and find that thought so like I said when you fill this out you fill in what you know first and then you sit down and you go from there you figure out where the other things are you can go back you can go forward that's the great thing about this tool but it always goes ends up in the end where you can see that your thought creates your feeling, which creates your action, which creates your result. So you have the thought, I hate exercising. I'm not good at it. I always fail. First off, you're going to feel defeated before you even begin. If you tell yourself you always fail, you will feel defeated. You'll feel hurt because you're like, man, it's painful to fail over and over and over again. You might also feel out of control because this is not something you've been able to start for yourself in the past or something you have quit when you've started exercising programs before. And from those feelings, you are probably not going to exercise. You're probably going to find excuses to not exercise. You're going to do buffering things instead. And your exercise quality is probably going to be poor. Okay. And so then your result is that you're not going to get into the healthy exercise routine that you had hoped to get into. And then that's going to prove to yourself that you don't like exercising, you're not good at it, and that you always fail. Okay. Instead, we can go through and we can be more deliberate in the way we're thinking about exercise. And so instead, when it is time to exercise, we can think, I can exercise and I'm learning to do it well. See, I didn't jump there till I love exercise, I'm the best exerciser because I'm not going to believe that thought right away. Maybe you do. Maybe you will believe that thought right away and go ahead. But these are not affirmations, okay? We are not trying to do positive affirmations. We're not trying to say, oh, the universe will give this to me if I think it. No, 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 no. We are changing our thoughts to align us more about, align us more in the way that God would speak to us. Okay. And God would tell you, you can exercise and you're learning to do it well. So that's why we kind of want to change that voice in our head to sound closer to the way that Jesus would talk to us. Okay. And so once we say that to ourselves and once we say to ourselves, I can exercise, I'm learning to do this well, we'll feel more confident. Now for me, I would feel a little bit curious. I'm learning to do this well. How can I learn how to exercise well? What are some of the things that I could do? And then that might make me feel excited. And so if I'm coming from this place of confidence and curiosity and excitement, then my action will probably be to exercise in the way that I planned. And then I end up with the result of exercising. I've accomplished it. I've done it. I'm sticking to my plan. And then that proves my thought that I can exercise. And we just do this over and over and over again. And it's, it's really an encouraging thing once we get going and get started with it. So that was a really quick and brief explanation of this tool that we're going to use. And like I said, I'm going to be going into so much more detail in future episodes, but I really wanted to give you the chance. So print this off if you can, if you want to, and just start going through. Pick one circumstance. Pick one circumstance from today, write it down, neutral circumstance, and write down what happened. Your thoughts, your feelings, your action, and your results. And then 
take that same circumstance and pick a new thought. Go through. And then the next time you're in that circumstance, try really hard to remember to go through this way instead of this way, your deliberate model instead of your undeliberate model, okay? I know this can be a little bit overwhelming. This is all part of life coaching. And the wonderful thing about life coaching is that life coaching is very present and future focused, and it is designed to help you to live the best life, live your best life, help you to be closer to the person that God created you to be. But life coaching and this mindset work is awesome, but it is not a cure-all. We all have different things that have happened to us in our lives. We have, um, I like to call it big T trauma and little T trauma. And I'm trying to remember who I heard that from first. But the big T traumas and the little T traumas. And the little T traumas are little things that have happened to us that have shaped us in some way. But they're things that we can we can work through. We can work through by by changing some of these thoughts. And then we also have our big T traumas. And those are things that are serious and really are affecting us. Things that have happened in our past that we probably need more than changing our thoughts to go through. And we are so blessed because we live in a time when we have so much help. And we have mental health professionals and psychologists and psychiatrists. And so a lot of times these tools can work along with your, the tools that you're getting with your psychologist or your psychiatrist to make things better. And so that's just my little disclaimer that yes, these tools can help you so much, but there are also things that need different kinds of help as well. And they can combine really well to help you onto that path, to live that calling that um, God has called you to. And so that's what I want you to work on this week. Okay, I'm going to be back next Tuesday with more. And so this week, I want you to go through and I want you to think of the three things you are currently feeling, your three most predominant feelings. And I want you to think of the three most predominant feelings you would prefer to feel. And then I want you to just kind of start watching your thoughts. What thoughts are bringing those feelings about? Start taking those thoughts captive like we talked about in 2 Corinthians. Keep Start keeping those thoughts captive and notice like, man, I'm really feeling down. Why am I feeling so down? Oh, look at what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that this is never going to get better and this is so hard. Well, yeah, I'm feeling down. And then start thinking, what would I rather feel in this situation? What could I think to get there? And so kind of start with that process. And then as you're starting to notice your thoughts more often, start going through the second form, the mindset tool where we're working on what is my thought? What is my feeling, my action, and my result? All right, ladies, this has been so much fun. And if you have any questions, please feel free to ask them in the Facebook group. I'd love to help. Or please private message me or send me an email. My contact information is in the show notes. And I would just be so excited to talk to you, to any of you about this. And we will see you next week. And we will continue to work together at living the life that God has called us to.